good to be with you all here in the Lord's house once again on this a very special Sunday, Reformation Sunday, and not just any Reformation Sunday, but the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And what a special uh, Sunday morning that we have planned for all of us. Uh, we are thankful that God has called us here, thankful for the, the many folks who have gathered here, uh, and for those who will be sharing their um, talents with us this morning as well. We have just a couple of announcements before we continue on with our worship today. First of all, the Area Church's Reformation service is tonight at 7 o'clock at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lockwood. Okay, so the circuit, uh, all of our circuit churches are having their Reformation service tonight again at 7 o'clock at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lockwood. And finally, November 5th and 12th is the food in gathering that will take place at the back of the church. So make sure that you are looking for that as well. And so with that, let's begin our service today. Oh, I'm, oh there goes the... Wait for the bell. So let's begin our time of worship this morning with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this Reformation Sunday. And we thank you, Lord, that it was through Dr. Luther that you used him. Lord, you used him to teach and to proclaim and to confess the pure gospel. The good news, Lord, that there is nothing that we can do to, to earn or to try to gain your your favor with us but lord we are are made yours solely and truly by the grace of your only begotten son jesus christ and so lord we pray now that as we worship you that you would give us a zeal this morning lord for your house of worship here we thank you lord we love you and we praise you in the name of jesus we pray amen please now stand and face the processional cross as we sing our opening hymn. It's number 766. We will sing verses 1 through 4. Good and morning verse and welcome number to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. One through four I am Parker Shane, your announcer for this Reformation Sunday. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist Mrs. Susan Sinager and the acolytes are Sadie Bennett and Drew Creed. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Brianna and Michelle and their families in honor and thankfulness of their mother, Doris Myers, 80th birthday on October 31st. Our opening hymn is Our Father Who From Heaven Above, verses 1 through 4, verse 9, on page 766 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Please be seated.
Please stand. So with that tremendous beginning, we begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, The message of Luther that was 500 years ago is the same message that is true for you today. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I will speak of your testimonies before kings. I will bless the Lord at all times. My soul makes his boast in the Lord. Come, my children, listen to me. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will speak of your testimonies before kings. Our sermon hymn is Blessed Jesus at Your Word on page 904, verses 1 and 3 of the Lutheran Service Book.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies. And grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verses 6 through 7. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. For all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message, now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. The children's sermon today is presented by Pastor Jake. All right, you guys can turn around and face me, please. Okay. Well, how are we today? So, many of you probably know this. In fact, all of you probably know this. But, but, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. What day is today? Not Sunday and not October the 29th. What day is today, Harper? Uh, almost. Today is Cordell? Reformation Day, that's right. It is Reformation Sunday. It is that day on which we celebrate every year okay, that Dr. Luther set out to really change things, to reform things. Okay? As I'm sure that most of you know sort of how the story goes, okay? uh, he, there were many things that were going on in the church at that time that he just wasn't very happy with and quite... Frankly, they didn't really agree with what the Bible said. Okay? So Dr. Luther decided, well, I want to change that. I want the church to be re reformed. And the reason why he wanted to do that is because he loved his church. He loved it very, very much. And he was so very sad about all of the different things that were happening with his church. And so he set out and he wrote something called the 95 Theses. Does anybody know what a Theses is? Cordell? What's that? 
Yeah, so 95 things that he had a complaint about with the church at that time. 95 is a lot, right? Okay. So what he did, or at least what we think that he did, the, the legend goes is that he took two nails. Okay, nails that, were, that are very similar to these ones here. Got these from the Farmer's Exchange in Freistat. Go there for all of your hardware needs. Okay, <laughs> plug. And he took two nails, and perhaps maybe one more or so, but he took two nails and he nailed these theses to the door of the church that was in, in his town. Okay? And what that did was that sparked the change, the reform that he was looking for. Okay? And the reform that he was looking for was that people can come to God and only come to God just like you guys just sang so masterfully, by the way. That was just wonderful. That they can only come to God through one way, not through the Pope and not through their, their priests and their bishops or anything that they can try to do to, to, to buy their way into heaven or to try to do anything to earn God's love. But what was the only way that Martin Luther taught was the way to heaven? Don't think too hard about it. Cohen. Starts with a J, ends in Isis. <laughs> Who knows? Caitlin? Jesus, that's right. The only way to heaven, the only way that God is, is pleased with us is because of his son. Okay? Because when God looks at us, he sees us, but he sees Jesus inside of us. And so with two nails, nailed to the church door, he started this Reformation. He started this revolution. And the story that he wanted to be brought forth, the story that he taught was a story that actually contained three nails. One, two, and three. Because with three nails, our Savior, Jesus, was crucified. He was nailed to a cross. Do you see that cross there? Okay, he was nailed to that cross with his arms stretched out, why? And it was on that cross that he won salvation for us. He won favor in God's eyes for us. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, I want you to think about this. With the nails that, that kind of looked like this, they were probably bigger, okay? But with these three nails, Jesus was nailed to the cross. And do you want to know who he had on his mind? He had you on his mind. And he thought about you as he was being crucified. But of course, we know that that wasn't the end of the story, right? How does the story end? What happened three days later? He... He did too. That's right. So as he was on the cross, and he had those thorns on his head, so he... He dies, and then what happens three days later, Maddie? He rose again. That's right. And so we don't just have Good, Good Friday, but we have, of course, Easter. And that was the message that Dr. Luther wanted the world to know, that it, was, that it is through Jesus only and through his crucifixion that you are saved, that you are redeemed, that, that you are purchased back for him and for his glory, and as believers in him, as those who call on his name, we will be saved. So from two nails came change, and from the, and that 
story was about the three nails that were pierced into our Savior for us and for our salvation. Okay? Will you guys put your hands together and pray with me, please? Dear Jesus, thank you for the message of the Reformation. Please help this good news to spread inside me and to spread into others. Thank you for being crucified and rising again for me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle lesson today comes from Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 28. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human, be human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law becomes the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace, grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forth as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By law of works? No. By the, by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel this morning according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Our second hymn of the day is All Glory Be to God on High in Lutheran Service Book, page 947. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts 
and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the text from Revelation, the first lesson that was just read. Uh, we will be going through that and referring to it, so you want to have that in front of you as we go along. My earliest memories of going fishing were with my grandmother and with my grandfather in the middle of a lake in Wisconsin, and sometimes we caught fish, and there were some summers where we didn't catch anything. But that is my earliest memory of going fishing was with them. My grandmother is the one who taught me how to scramble an egg. They were the best scrambled eggs ever. My grandmother is also the one who taught me how to sew. She taught me how to thread that, that thread through that, the, the eye of that needle and somehow tie it down, and she taught me how to sew. I'm not very good at it, but she taught me how to do it. My grandmother is the one who made me feel as though I was her very favorite grandchild. The day that she died came really very unexpectedly. We knew that she was in failing health. We knew that, that the day was, was coming, but not for the reason for why it happened. My grandmother was founder of the, of the town that she lived in, of her town's food pantry, and she worked there every week religiously. And my grandfather always, I guess, sort of half-joked that one day that that food pantry would eventually kill her. And it did. My grandmother, one day, she was climbing up, she was at the pantry, and she was climbing up on top of something that she had no business in her age or in her condition of health climbing on top of, and she fell, and she broke her hip. And the only recourse for her in order to be sort of restored from her broken hip was to have surgery on it. But my grandmother is not a candidate and was not a candidate for surgery because her heart from the day that she was born was never very strong. And so any time that she had surgery, even when she was young, it was always a very touch-and-go process because you never quite knew if she was going to make it through. And I remember very clearly and very vividly the very last conversation that I had with her. It was on the phone, and I was in... California at the time, and she was in her hospital bed in her room at the hospital in Illinois. And I remember the pain that was in her voice. She was in so much pain because of the surgery that she had just had. And I did my best to try to encourage her to let her know that, that, that God and his son Jesus is, is with her. And then the conversation ended, and I got a phone call a few days after that from my mother. I remember specifically, I had just finished worship on that Sunday, and I got a phone call from my mother saying that Grandma's probably not going to make it for, very, for too many more days. 
And I said, okay, well, do I, do I need to start packing? And she said, well, don't start packing quite yet, but I will let you know. A few days after that, I got another phone call again from, except this time from my father, and he said, you better start packing, and you better start getting a ticket back home. And the moment that I was getting packed in our bedroom, and I had bought my ticket to the Quad City International Airport, I got another phone call from Dad, this time to say that Grandma had died. And I missed it. And I did not get the opportunity to tell her goodbye, to tell her how much that I loved her. Death is really, there is really no greater example of just how badly that the law stings about how badly that sin stings. And at the same time, for those who have died in Christ, for those who have confessed with their lips that Jesus is Lord, we know where they are. I can remember having a conversation with my, my father. It was the day after her funeral. And the days leading up to that, I was not well. I was, I was sick, and I, I, I was just not well because I was very distraught over my grandmother's passing. And the day after her funeral, I was having a conversation with my father, and, and I said to him, Dad, you know, I, I'm really happy for Grandma. And the reason why I'm, I was so happy for and still am happy for is because, well, folks, she is currently in the place where all of us want to be. She's in heaven. She is in the presence of her heavenly Father. She is in the presence of God the Son. She is in the presence of God the Holy Spirit. And I know that she now is awaiting the final resurrection, the final glory, the culmination of, of the hope that she held with her from that day that, that she was baptized until now. And what an incredible example of just the sting of death, but also the glorious hope, the future glory that we look forward to in heaven for those who confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior. The day of the Lord, the final day, the last day, judgment day, is described as something that will happen in the twinkling of an eye. It will happen so quickly. It is described in the Bible as coming as a thief comes in the night to rob. You will never see it coming. You will not expect it. It is also described as a day of vengeance for God, for those who have not confessed him as Lord, for those who have not believed in his Son, there will be God's entire wrath placed upon them on that day. And the day of the Lord is also described as a day that is very near, and very soon. 
Our text from Revelation implores us. There is simply no time to waste. Angels are coming, and with them they bring an eternal gospel. If you look at your text with me, Revelation chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. The eternal gospel that the angel brings has three parts. And this eternal gospel, this eternal good news is is good for some. But for others it means their doom. The first part of this eternal gospel, the angel says, fear God, the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 1 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so what is it exactly to fear God? What is it exactly to fear the Lord? It means to have contrition over our sins. It means that when we look at ourselves in the mirror of the law, the many ways that we have failed God, the many ways that we have failed to keep his commandments and to keep his statutes, that they show us how badly that we have failed and how badly that we continue to fail in thought, in word, and in deed. The fear of God starts with knowing that that we are children of God that have failed him in every way. We need him for restoration. We need him for redemption. Only him. Only God. The second part of this eternal gospel, it says to give him glory. Glory. The Heavenly Father, God, is given glory when those who are his sheep that have gone astray come back to the shepherd because of the Son, because of Jesus. Glory to God happens through Jesus when people come to him. I refer us to John chapter 14, verses 13 through 14, in which Jesus says this, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Glory to God happens when one of his lost sheep who has gone astray repents of his or her sin and comes back to the Father because of the good and great shepherd, Jesus Christ. And the third part, the third and final part of this eternal gospel that the angel brings is to worship him, to worship God. This worshiping is only the end result of the first two, of the fear of God, of knowing how we have failed him and how much that we need him. And it comes because of glory that is given to him when we as children of God and those outside of these walls repent and say, I am a sinner, be merciful to me, O Lord, 
for I need you. I want to read to you something from Revelation chapter 5. Because on the last day when this eternal gospel is proclaimed, when the angel comes, this is how it's going to go. Chapter 5, verse 9, And they, they being all of the saints, in heaven above and on the earth below, they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. We will not just be worshipping by ourselves. We will be worshipping with all of the saints who have died in the faith before us. My grandmother will be there. My grandfather will be there. Your loved ones who have died in Christ will be there. And we will all be singing praises of worship to our God and King. And so why do they worship? Why do they sing in this chorus of, of so many voices, praise and honor to the Lamb? Because it is by the blood of the Lamb that they are redeemed. It is by the blood of the Lamb that their lives are restored. It is by the blood of the Lamb that they no longer have to worry about sin, Satan, or death. They no longer have to worry about illness or sickness or disease or division. They're in paradise with Him. It gives you chills. You don't have to worry. Think about this. There will be no more need for communion. There will be no more need for this foretaste of the feast to come because you will be at the feast. That's why they worship. That's why there are myriads, as it says, and myriads and thousands <clears throat> and thousands of saints and angels there who are all singing and proclaiming the same thing. Glory be to the Lamb who was slain, and by His blood we are redeemed and restored. It is this message that is the message of the Reformation. The same message that Dr. Luther eventually found, eventually discovered by the Spirit, and that he so strongly believe in, so firmly clung to. It is not by anything that we have done, not by anything that we can do. We cannot make ourselves right with God by anything that we can do or say or think. 
but for Luther and for all of us. We are made right with God because of the Lamb. Because of the blood that was spilt for you and for me. 500 years ago, today, forever. Until there is no more need for the sacrament of Holy Communion. Until there is no more need even for the Lord's Prayer. Because when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, we just talked about this this morning. We pray that His kingdom would come. You'll be in the kingdom. You will be in the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Creator, the Savior, and the Sanctifier. Now is the time to believe. Now is the time to repent. This is, this is the urgency of this text, because you know what? The angels, they're not here yet, in case you haven't noticed. They're not here yet. Now is the time to repent and believe the gospel. This is the same message that Jesus has had taught from the time that we are first heard that, that he speaks. This is his message. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe because the kingdom of God is at hand. Your sister-in-law needs to know that. Your brother-in-law needs to know that. Your mother needs to know that. Your father needs to know that. Your children need to know that. Your, the people that you work with, they need to know that. If you own a business, your customers need to know that in either what you say or do. Because the time is near. And the time is coming when there will be no more second chances. If you are waiting, if you are one of those people that is waiting until you get on your deathbed to finally believe in Jesus, please don't. You are skating on extraordinarily thin ice. Because there will be no second chances. The time to repent and believe the gospel is now. If you sort of are one of those people that look at the Ten Commandments and say, well, I keep this one and I sort of keep that one and this one, well, it's really not that big of a deal. Stop. Because every single word of God's law is a very, very, very big deal. If it were not so, he would not have sent his son. If it were not so, he would not have given to his son the, the command and the goal and the purpose of dying on the cross for you and suffering that horrific and terrible and agonizing death. The time is now to repent and believe the gospel. Because the day will come without warning. It will come just like when I wasn't expecting my grandmother to die. She wasn't supposed to die because of a broken hip, which caused her to have a surgery which she had a less than 10% chance of surviving. It's coming, folks. 
It's coming. Even though we sort of go throughout every day and we sort of, we live like it's not coming. But it's coming. As we said, it is a day that will come as a twinkling of an eye. It is a day that is near. It is a day that, that, that will be full of God's vengeance. But as Paul says, as Paul says, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is your power. It is what will save you. Paul says also that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. There's no, there's no resume. Our resume does not get attached to that, thank God. There's no strings attached. No, it says very clearly, those who call on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Period. And for us who are being saved, we have no need to fear the coming vengeance. We have no need to fear God's coming wrath. We, the reason why we have no need to fear it is because we have believed in his Son, who is the way and the truth and the life. The same message that, that was 500 years ago, the same message that was over 2,000 years ago, is the same message that is true today in 2017. That Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And by his wounds, you and I are healed. In the name of, our, in the, name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed, which tells us, describes to us that faith that we believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, God in his he descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to Please be seated. At this time, I want to invite up all of our Trinity Lutheran School faculty and staff as we dedicate you on this very special day, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. So all school faculty and staff, please come, come forward.
We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, you are to be dedicated as teachers and staff at the school of this community of faith, a work in which our Father in heaven has great joy. Hear the word of the Lord from Deuteronomy chapter 6. It says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So then, in the presence of God and of this congregation, I ask you, do you accept the position committed to you, and do you promise to faithfully carry out your responsibilities, trusting in the Lord, and conforming yourself to his word in accordance with the evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, then answer I do with the help of God. And now to you, the members of this congregation, you have heard the promises of faithfulness spoken by these people. Do you promise to support them in their work, to remember them in your prayers, and to work with them to the best of the abilities God has given you, so that he may be glorified and his work be done in our midst? If so, then answer, we do, and we ask God to help us. So then, I dedicate you as teachers and staff at the, community, at the school of this community of faith, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful God, enlighten and increase you in your service, so that you may be good and faithful leaders and teachers, to the glory of his name and the salvation of his people. Amen. If you all would turn around and face those beautiful people out there, I want to continue, as we, we just said, to encourage all of you to continue to pray for these folks here, and not just pray for them, but cover them in prayer. Pray for them daily. They're on the front lines, and they need prayer. They need the help of our Heavenly Father in order to do their work and to, and to fulfill the vocations that God has given to them. And so again, I encourage you to do so, and I, and I ask that, that you would welcome them as we have dedicated them here. So please clap. And that's all. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings in the pew in front of you. I'm sorry, in the pew on, your, on the aisle side is the red signing book. Please sign that book in, whether you are a member or a guest with us, so that we know that you are here to worship with us. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Ladies Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Monday at 1 p.m. We will meet October 16th. We welcome all ladies to join us in the chapel. Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study meets at 7 p.m. every week at the home of Tony Oberman. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study meets the second and fourth Mondays, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. at the home of Betty Sawyer. On November 12th, Mrs. Amanda Manning will be installed as our call principal during the church service. 
Please join us for church and a potluck dinner following the service to celebrate as she continues God's work in our church and school. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is a Reformation invitation to just live by faith. The Lutheran Hour speaker is Reverend Dr. Gregory Sletz. 500 years ago, Martin Luther rediscovered a truth that turned the world upside down. The just shall live by faith. Can this message transform you today? These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. We now rejoin the con re congregation during the worship service. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First, for those on our health list. For Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Overman, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Marjane Clanton, who will be having surgery on the 30th of this month. Karen Kleibaker, Jeannie Stoltz, June Fritz, Lena Bremer, Ruth Skaggs, who fell and has a broken foot. Also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, uh, for Fred and Pam Shane, celebrating 48 years of marriage on November the 1st. For Lauren and Thelma Barnes, celebrating 55 years of marriage on November the 3rd and for Doris Meyer, who will be celebrating her 80th birthday on October the 31st. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your faithfulness, raising up voices in every age and generation to direct your people to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Remembering blessed Martin Luther and those who contended with him for the sake of the kingdom, we ask you to raise up in our own time faithful pastors and church workers who will teach Jesus Christ crucified and risen for the world. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, you did not abandon us to sin and its death, but delivered up your own Son to the cross in order to redeem a lost and condemned people. Keep this gospel as the center of the church's proclamation to the world, and keep us from abandoning this confession, especially in times of, of persecution and threat. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, you continue to look upon us in our weaknesses and infirmity, and grant grace sufficient for our need. Deliver the sick from their afflictions, relieve the suffering, give comfort to those who mourn, and give peace to those in their hour of death. We especially remember before you all of those that we have listed on our health list. A special Lord for Marjean, who is having surgery on the 30th. May your strength be made perfect in their weakness, your patience sustain them in their troubles. And we pray, Lord, for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. May your peace console them until you deliver them with perfect healing. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty Lord, you have given us your word. Grant that we may teach it and learn it. Unite us as, your, as one people in the faithful doctrine of your Son. Guide us toward the future you have prepared. Restore the wandering and bring the lost to repentance and faith by the power of your Spirit through your means of grace. Lord, in your mercy. Everlasting God, you have chosen to do your bidding through us, unworthy and unlikely people. Keep us from thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought and keep us focused on the proclamation of the gospel. Correct, reprove, and teach us, so that we may reflect your word and truth to the gospel, and so that many may be brought to faith. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, especially, Lord, for Fred and Pam, and for Lauren and Thelma, uh, upon celebrating their wedding anniversaries. We pray to you that by your Spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another, and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we give you thanks for Doris, and we thank you, Lord, for her and for her faith. And we thank you, Lord, for sustaining her in life to this day. And we pray that your face would shine upon her every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord Jesus, you have given us not only, not only bread from the body, but the word that endures forever. We come to our Lord's table. At his invitation to receive the gift of his flesh and blood in his, in his holy sacrament, give us grace that what we have received with our lips we may keep in holy lives. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God.
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us in all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally, because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns through all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, and more praising you and singing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. We'll give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us in this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
Okay, and just a few uh, announcements before we close with our service today. First of all, I want to give a big thanks to all who uh, took time to get the special things in our service today pre prepared for the teachers and the students uh, and uh, the directors um, and all who were associated with the Only God uh, Music Ensemble. Thank you so much for that wonderful piece. Uh, we truly did appreciate it. Will you all show your appreciation, please? I also want to give a shout out to our organist, uh, Susan, who I asked to prepare a couple of hymns extra special, and it was wonderful. Thank you, thank you, th thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, preparing a special service is not, is not always easy, and she did a marvelous job. Thank you very much, Susan. Thank you. Uh, and also for uh, my wife who played the very first hymn, thank you to her as well, she's somewhere. Um, uh, and just again, I, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, to the bells, thank you. Um, all of it was just extremely, extremely wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then finally, our last announcement, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, sorry, my mind is sort of here. We're going to have a baby, and I got church and everything else. Um, uh, this coming Sunday, I am not planning to at least preach, uh, because Courtney is due on November the 2nd. So uh, Pastor Kyle Fitchie, uh, the associate pastor at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lockwood, will be here to preach, possibly to lead worship too, which just kind of depends on how the week goes and when uh, the baby decides she wants to make her appearance. So uh, please keep us uh, in your prayers as well. And I think that is all of the post-service announcements that we have. I pray that today's worship was a very blessed one for you, and I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week. Thank you.